0: Welcome to the RISE podcast. I am Nuna Isi Ma. If you are new to the podcast, this is where we explore how to transform trauma into sovereign power, soulful purpose, and sacred pleasure, so that you can have the success and fulfillment in all your life circles, and be the woman you are born to be. Hello, beautiful RISE community. I am so delighted for this next session because we have here this special guest with us. Her name is Marisa Russo, and she is the founder of the Forensic Healing System, which is an international award-winning teacher, speaker, alternative therapist, and author of Freeing the Unloved Girl. Marisa Mission has led to sharing the stage with the world foremost thought leaders, including Rave Michael uh, Beckwith from The Secret and the late Wayne Dyer. Welcome, welcome, Marisa.
1: Uh, thank you. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, so let's write, let's dive right in, right? Uh, I want to start by asking you this big question. Why people are um, not getting what they want? What stops them from getting what they want in life?
1: Uh, It's it's a big question with a big answer. But I'll say it like this. We we understand vibration. We understand that we vibrate. And then um, we attract. Like attracts like. So we get that. And the, I think the difficult thing is we don't understand that ourselves and we don't see ourselves. And we can see someone else, but we can't see ourselves. And then why we don't see ourselves is because we've always been a certain way because most of the conditioning and most of the damage or healing, whatever's been done to us, is childhood. So I, I usually say to someone, I'll go, why it's so hard? It's particularly hard if someone has been stuck they don't get out they don't mix they don't mix cultures and because it's like saying stop being like if you're American stop being American and someone will go I don't know how not to be American if all I've ever done is lived in America you've you've just told me that you've traveled a lot so it's it's you get a broader view you get to look outside the box and you're able to see everything from a different uh, perspective so they don't get what they want one because it's very we're not taught to look at the programming or um, how everything sets us up in patterns and cycles and i didn't i'm still seeing it at a deeper level the older i get and and life is our benchmark so when we look at when something's happening there are many reasons it's telling us if there's negativity, it doesn't always mean that we're a negative person. It can be many things because the universe can tell you uh, to go on a different route. And if you're not, it'll throw a roadblock. So it's a really it's a big question. And it's got a big answer. And I did write a blog post once uh, giving 13 reasons why negativity can come up in your life, and it's about trying to understand that what, you know, why have I, why don't I have what I, what I want, what is inside me? What am I programmed? Why am I programmed like that? But life's always showing you the message. And if you keep saying you're showing me the message, then you'll, it gets clearer and the universe will be clearer with messages. Um, yeah. I like, I really like to work with demonstrations because I know me will go back. Someone will say, well, you know, I'll, I'm struggling with finances. And then I'll go back to an age in childhood and it is probably a time where some trauma happened and maybe they lost their house or maybe, you know, the parents really struggled with money or something around money uh, affected them as a child and they're carrying that vibration. Sometimes they'll be that they don't money just as conflict for them because it was conflict in childhood and so they'll have a, a emotion about it, but you're not thinking that. You're not really thinking that as an adult and you don't really know what's sitting inside you. So it's this this one is forensic healing really is, it's being the detective. And I've always I did the journey, I was on this journey to heal myself because I've had everything thrown at me from toxicity, you know ate arsenic at age 18 and sexual abuse physical abuse so my journey would pushed me to try alternative stuff and when I would be healing someone I became a practitioner I would say to myself why didn't I get a hundred percent why were not the and I was always thinking why didn't I get a hundred percent and then when I did tours that's quite stressful to be in a, in front of someone and then do a healing and I would if I never got a hundred percent I would say, why, what was it that I didn't get the results I wanted? I didn't say I didn't get results, but I just always wanted 100%. I wanted, and so that was always my question. And uh, And there's many aspects to it. When I teach in the class, I'll say, there's many things going on right now because your environment is filtering in. And if we've got a room full of people that are loving and kind and want the best for that person, they're all part of the healing. Do you know what I mean? There's just... It's like our home environment if, we, if we've got negative people that don't want you to change that could be part of why you know there's all these kind of links it's kind of being put on that's being put on the matrix right they tie you down in so many ways yeah right yeah, yeah thank you for that that was uh,
0: um, just the iceberg i'm sure that you can go much deeper uh into answering that and um, and really i want to tie it into the the theme of our summit which is about trauma and um, mm. you mentioned um, you know if something happens to us and we carry that and we create um, an entire neurological pathway that we kind of follow on autopilot without ever stopping and asking where did we get it and do we still need it and how can we get rid of it if we don't need it and it does not serve us so I wanna I want to talk about, how do you um, detect those patterns? How do you pinpoint on, oh, that's why uh, I have this block to manifest mm. what I want
1: in my life? Mm. Some, some of them are very obvious, but it, it's, it's called becoming aware. You, you know it's, it's this level of like someone saying, okay, I'm gonna look at the laws of attraction. You have to start out there. Um, but I'll tell you one one uh, pattern that that was just incredible that I realized about myself, and so this is the depth of it: is that my father was a real estate agent, and he he beat me. He had an army belt, and like he would be mad, and he would just beat me. Plus, he sexually abused me, and I didn't realize. But when I would buy a house, which didn't happen often, it's not like you, so you don't notice it. But the times, especially when I got, especially when I started doing energy healing, because then you become, once you start, there's this, you know, two-edged sword, you start opening your energy up to get healing. And then it starts to show you what's inside you. And I, uh, if I ever bought a house, which isn't often, there was always extreme uh, difficulties you know, the interest rates go up. I put myself in a situation where we bought before we sold and then we couldn't sell all these kinds of scenarios. And, and then I realized, and cause this isn't that obvious that the trauma of my, the dad, my dad inflicted upon me from, you know, for coming home after, you know, selling real estate uh, was, tra- put trauma in me about real estate. So um that, like, that's like, a pattern that's you wouldn't be thinking of. But we have all these types of patterns of, of fears of certain things. But I'll say to someone, I'll go, okay, so let's take, let's say, like, I usually like to, uh, you look like you're so balanced and so lovely. I, used to say, I, like, I like saying to someone, tell me what's not working, and then I'll go back and I'll do it with you. Uh, so do, do, is there anything that you can think of like anything
0: yeah i mean you said it so beautifully that it's all about the awareness so once we shine that light of awareness into the dark into the corners then we can start uh seeing what is there and when we remove that resistance right because sometimes we we hold on to our identity uh almost for dear life and this is not our identity our identity is the divine being that we came here to be right um, and and then along the journey we collected all these um, conditioning and um, you know society input and our parents mother father and all that input that made us move from our authentic self and made us uh, you know we had to survive uh, through for many of us through mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether abuse or um, dysfunctional patterns that goes in the family or uh, poverty or whatever this our personal story is, it doesn't really matter because we all have our personal story. And um, and then it's really, you know, the, the life that we are leading as adults is to unpack and actually undo, right? More than do. We don't need to do much. We already perfect and... You know perfect imperfection and divine as we are we really have to just get in touch with that essence and clear what stands in the way so i see the work is more undoing than doing
1: yes it's undoing what we've been we've been pro we've been i mean it's a it's a system that this empowers us so particularly women you know i find because my my workshops are for women only and um there is a difference in, you know, they struggle more in uh, creating a business than a guy does because it's natural for them. Um, a guy will naturally, they'll see their father do it. A woman tends to be uh, serving others. And um, so there's there's different, you know, archetypes and things like that. But through all this, there's this the, the ultimate, thing that we're here to learn is to trust the universe and connect to source because once you get that connection and and it needs to push you in that direction the other thing is I say to the universe I say "I, I will do what you want me to do and I've always been this way I've always I was a Mormon for 18 years and I'd always get these blessings saying that I was a good you know, I was obedient, not in the real obedient way, but in the, my heart was always in the right place. So I'm very obedient. And I know that if I don't learn something, the universe will give me some pain. The pain is to change. Really, all our pain is to say you're worth more or, um, you know, spend time on yourself and heal yourself or meditate that our pain is a reflection of, of us. So I... Or, or if we're angry and mad, I say to people, that causes bad karma. I mean, because my business is healing, then I, I really understand the universal laws because we're just, we're dealing, I have a business that runs on energy. And if I don't have the right students or the right people working for me, then that filters through. But then I'll say, that's not, that's still me i am still the attractor of those people so i will go yes that might be it but universe you're telling me don't i i need to value myself more what i do and uh so it's yes so the journey is about really you know uh, letting go surrendering and getting the messages so you don't go into pain say okay universe I'll be kinder oh what I was going on to that to be mindful that when we are angry we we actually are harming somebody and I see this a lot when someone will be very resentful with maybe a partner or or, or you know family member and I'll go but you have a choice and you harm them when you're angry and they're teaching you that you deserve more and you don't You need to change, you know, if it's not working for you, the message is change something. And because we're harming people, and and then if we have negative people around us, or even I notice jealous people that that really affected, I notice how I'm so affected by what's around me. So we have to be, be that aware and awake to say, is this the right energy? And if I have the right energy, I'm in the flow. If I don't have the right energy, I need, I need to change me. That might be out there, but I've, I'm the creator. And I love to give, you know, show people that they have all the choice and all the power to create. And trauma uh, really makes it difficult for people because it's, it's fragmented their soul. So there are actually parts of them that aren't even whole. They, you know, they're not with them. And the more you heal, the more you can bring that those parts back. And so trauma is that journey. And the journey will be to, that's, that's spiritually evolving, is to get uncomfortable. And so healing is so uncomfortable because it's like re-going through what, what happened to you. It's, it's actually feeling the pain to to see the truth you need to see what happened to you and that's why if someone you know it has been hurt and they're abused as a child one of the biggest healing parts that occur when when I do workshops or what how I teach the instructors is to apologize and stop and say you did not deserve that you you know I'm sorry for your pain and that They've never really heard that. Many, many people don't ever hear, hear. And for once they've been acknowledged and for once they can stop going, you know, they just stop. It's not suppressed anymore. I'm saying you're hurt. I'm saying you're in pain. And the, that is part of the healing process, but then it's for, for someone seeing the pain. So it, it, it can be painful to be recognized, but it's also healing. Um, yeah so the journey of a traumatized person it it needs to be done because if they're traumatized they'll create chaos outside of them it's we just have to do it and and to ask for the truth if you want to know the truth you'll always get the right people you'll always get you know the right environment to heal when you say i'll do it i'll be courageous with this so um yeah it's it's I I love to help people in that because they change their life. I mean what happened to me I, I you know I, I I'm I'm such a truth I've always been wanting to seek the truth and I remember when I I was a Mormon at the time so the Mormon church helped me in the way that it stopped me from killing myself there was no drinking no smoking you know I, I cleaned up my my energy but it also taught me to connect with God and that God would answer you so it was a good training for me and so I was starting to you know have this cleaner life and then the trauma inside me started to you know come out but I remember standing up in my lounge room and I remember getting the visuals of my father he abused me as a child and the fla- they flashed before me and I called my mother because then I remember it's like I remembered yes that did happen because I remembered you know it was almost like the memories came back because it's you know I, I remembered it I finally remembered it because you can hide, have memories that are hidden but long story short my mother didn't believe me but when I went to my father who lived in a different state and I said to him I wrote him a letter you sexually abused me and I want an apology I just you know I just said that and then finally I, I think after some time I was invited into his house when I visited that state and he no one everyone left the house and it was just me and him and he said to me he said so you want an apology and I said, he goes you want me to say sorry and so he pulled out a letter and then he gave it to me and I'm sitting at this table and then I'm starting to read and it was 20 reasons why I should never have been born like I'm a whore I joined a cult and it was just this I'm sorry that you joined a cult I'm sorry that you're a whore of a daughter I'm so and he just listed 20 reasons why and and that was so traumatizing I remember trying to get out of the house and I couldn't anyway finally got out but I look back and I think if I got an apology, I wouldn't have seen the power of what it can do because I would have got it. And then I wouldn't have thought twice. Me longing for that is why what I think makes me, you know, more understanding. I go, that's what you're wanting. You're wanting someone because the family members who abuse you generally don't say sorry. You want that. You want someone to say you didn't deserve it. And, and that's, that's a big way to heal by actually looking at what happened to you and someone acknowledging that part of, uh, you know, the healing journey for you. Um, so, so um, but all those, you know, it's that, as you said, it, it, and I've said before, it's that awareness of looking at yourself and going, well, who am I and how do I think and what am I judging and where's it all coming from? And to just see that it's come from the conditioning and the programming and trauma really makes you so in fight or flight or fight that it's very hard to see outside yourself because you you know you're you're anxious you, you're worried about what people think of you you're you just in pain you have all these things going through your mind so it's, that's why it is the journey and the journey to say I'm going to turn my pain into my power you have to convert that and you know i say turn it into something beautiful because um it is because a lot of people in a lot of pain are actually here who have been abused and in a lot of pain have are part of this transition on this planet now they're actually when they're healing they're healing the grids they're healing humanity so it doesn't sound like fun to say, oh, well, you know, you know, but you're a blessing to humanity. You're a star seed or an indigo child or something like that. But when you can get past that and know that um, healing yourself is actually healing this planet and that, you know, you will get through it. um, Yeah. It's, it's, it's deep. I don't like to say to people "Well." you agreed to it before you came, because I couldn't hear it myself, I go, why would I agree to that, but you let the person come to their own conclusion about that, but there is purpose to that pain, and I, and I wouldn't want someone to waste it, to think that there's no value to who they are, and that, um, that pain that they went through can be put to purpose.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing. And um, this conclusion that you just brought up is really the essence of this work that I'm doing and sharing with so much passion, because it's really about turning that pain into, as you said, power, purpose and passion, right? We, We have that capacity as the alchemist of our life and um, you know, I resonate with what you said, because I also have turned a lot of pain into power and purpose and, and, and passion. And I know that if I did it, then anyone else can do it because I'm no special. And, and you know, we all uh, equal souls in, in that realm. And it's really out of the comfort zone where we grow. And so we either willingly take ourselves out of our comfort zone, out of that comfortable little place that we created ourselves. And we go and we explore the depth of our soul, the depth of our journey here and really unpack it. And we walk into it willingly. Or if we don't, then the universe will take us there with a slap because this is our journey. Mm. We can't get away with hiding. We can't get away with playing small and not wanting to grow through the discomfort, right?
1: So so would that be true for you that, because you obviously have this mission and purpose on the planet, do you find that if you're not listening or you're not following it, that the universe does give you a slap and makes it nice and clear to make sure that you fulfill this mission? Absolutely. I think it starts with little nudges
0: and a whisper. And if we're attentive and we listen, great. But if we don't, then it's a louder shout and it can result, Mm. you know, something more kind of life interrupter, like an accident or dismissal from work or Mm. whatever it can be, because life is always, always Supporting us to grow supporting us to realize our essence It's never just happening to us and definitely not punishing us for something bad. We've done or anything of that sorts and it's really about shifting from victimhood um, mm. consciousness into um, mm. You know uh, Being the victor being the, the co-creator of life taking that responsibility that we are divine creators of our life and uh, life is there to show us the, the, the path, to show us what we still have to uh, either undo or master within ourselves,
1: right? Well, totally. In fact, I've got to the point now because now running my own business, you know, I have freelancers and, and people working for me and um, I find that... the the when people are around me, I find that I bring out so sometimes some dysfunction, but what I've decided to do, and this is with anybody, I've decided now, this is how I'm going to respond when anything doesn't work out, you know if they do something wrong or whatever, it's not, I'll say, that is my creation. And so if someone wants to blame me for something, I'll go now, you know what? Yeah, because I've engaged, I've chosen you to work or be part or you're a part of my family or whatever it is. Yes. Um, that i i now i'm saying that is my creation and um i'm not going to fight it anymore you want to blame me i'll go yeah okay because there's something in that dynamic that i you know that i have going to learn from and also i don't want to put any charge on it because i don't want someone to think uh have bad thoughts about me because if I teach that I'm the creator why would I turn around go well no you did this and whatever I'm not going to go into any of that I'm just going to say yeah I've created that so that's my new my new response to anything let's say whatever it is yes I'm the creator of that and I'm not going to engage in it I'm not going to go back and and so that that is really uh helped me even go to another level because my mother Um, My sister, who's 16 years younger than me, she wasn't around any abuse because my father left. And I called my mother. This is some time ago because she she says that I say to her, you wonder why I'm a little bit antsy with you. And that's because you don't acknowledge what I went through. You know, you don't you don't take any you don't say sorry. You don't do anything. And I try to do it in a really good way. And she just goes, why would I want to why would I apologize? I didn't do it. I said I was beaten at the age of three. She doesn't believe I was sexual abuse, but she knows I was beaten and I was picked on more so. And, yeah, so she goes, well, why would I apologise? And so I called her like she's like uh, disconnected. I said something a little bit, I don't know what I said, something like she's so dis- dysfunctional or something like that. And I apparently upset her. And then my sister had a go at me and I said to her, well, this is why you weren't around. You don't know my life. And, uh, then she said, and I said, don't worry, I'm going to apologize to my mother. And what I actually realized is by talking to my sister, who's actually a biochemist, she's a scientist. She thinks that my mother's autistic. She's totally smart, but I think we've all got these levels of disconnection because, um, and so we just don't get it. People just don't get. Uh, and it's happening right on the planet now. They're all the people that go out and make these choices that are detrimental. And that's all the, you know, the toxins that they put in our bodies. And I think that's what when we get to that level where we can just go neutral and go, you know what? Okay. And the, uh, all right, I created that. That's that's really big. I mean. That's big to say, yep, I've created that. Someone wants to be, yep, I've created that because I've got an interaction with you. But that's the next level of saying, I'm going to stay in peace. And it's difficult. Um, It's my, you know, it's always, I'm always going to a new level, but that's the level I am now. So, um, but I I did apologise to my mum for calling her that. And my sister turned around and uh, actually uh, told my mum, apologise for me. She actually stood up for me. and, And my mother actually responded and said, well, I hit I hit her so, so that my father wouldn't hit her. And I'm like, Are you kidding me? So I, you know, I kind of don't remember, but she beat me so that I wouldn't get beaten by my father. Uh, and that, like, the level of lack of thinking and lack of awareness of how how much how much someone can be harmed is what's on the planet. And so. And it's very difficult for the empaths because you, they, you, know, you feel everything so much and you go, don't you see it? Don't you see my pain? But this is the whole agenda. And if we can get through it and if we can heal ourselves and connect to source and then completely put our trust in source, that's the new 5D that's going into this new humane world. And, and with us being empaths, an empath wouldn't hurt anybody. So it's actually a gift, and that will allow people to move forward because they're connected. And that's what I say: people that are disconnected would harm, and someone that's connected and feels won't. So it seems, you know, like it's difficult being an empath in this world, but that is our journey to be able to finally get through. This is this is once in a lifetime of what we're going through, but our reward of this new humane world um will be you know this will you know t- this pain will be a thing of the past and it will be free so it's the, the, but as that journey you know you get to one level and then you get, get to another level and we're peeling off those layers as we go through so i'm always looking at my life and I go i've attracted that i don't like that or i do like that whatever is happening and i'll say uh, i'm in the flow yep and if it's not i'll say what is it and often, and I'm mindful of people around me because there's something about me where people's energies come into me, and then I go and manifest what who they are if they hang out with me for long enough. Or I've got someone, you know, it's this really fine line. I've had great attractions when they're great, and then and then if they're not that great. But, you know, that's how, but when we look, if someone that's abused, we'll have toxic people around them. So their comfort zone in adulthood can be a toxic environment. And that's where we, you know, wake up and go, uh, I, I've got to change that home environment because most of the time I'll say to somebody when I, you know, they'll tell me a problem, I'll go, you're still living that childhood right now. You're still thinking like that. You've still got the same chaos, the same patterns. And I'll go, yes we'll get uncomfortable now get uncomfortable because if you're not uncomfortable that blueprint's not changing uh it's it's and you must have had a lot of courage to go through it's really courage is saying i'm going to do this i'm getting out of this this hell of a life i'm getting out of this pain uh and it's having that courage and um coming and then you go it was the best thing that ever happened to me because i've never felt freer and then you go to it you know it's always this continual level but you'll go oh and it's also satisfying. Yeah, I resonate completely with
0: what you' saying and um, been experiencing um, a bit of a similarity there also with my mother that um, her husband sexually abused me and she never believed me she uh, oh, really came out you know on bail saying to the judges that I invent stories and that's a lie and uh, never admitted her whole life, uh, was always under the carpet, hidden. And whenever I brought it up in certain um, landmarks of my life, you know, I got to a stage where I just burst with with that whole truth in the face and it was always uh, very badly received and created the whole chaos. And yeah, and then I went through my healing and actually from after doing healing, I decided, um to cut off my relationship with my mother because she was really toxic in my life and i realized that after every conversation with her i Mm -hmm. not only cry but i'm like a mess afterwards i need Mm -hmm. to pick up the pieces Mm -hmm. and i realized that i don't need that and i don't choose that anymore and so i cut my relationship with her in my early 20s for two years which was really hard for me because the you know the the nature of our dynamic was very manipulative from her side she was always um mm. threatening to commit suicide and she tried when she when I was younger, wow. saved her life. So, wow. so so that was really a real threat. And and but I knew that for my sanity and for my journey, I mm. was not willing to to carry on this toxic relationship. And when two years passed by and I was ready to renew the, the relationship, yeah. it went on a whole other dynamic from there on. So so that was a very uh, essential part in in my relationship with her. And um, I was always very strong in this is my story and I'm going to tell it to the world, whether you like it or not. She obviously did not like it. And when I um, was publishing my book, I was really nervous. It took me years Mm. to get Mm. to the point where I'm ready to share my story on a global scale. And, um, mm. you know, I was holding back for many years and not having the courage to go out with it. And once I decided, OK, I'm owning my story. I'm, 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 this is my story. Nobody can take it from me. And um, my mother called me just before my book was published. And she said to me for the first time in my life, I am so proud of you. Bless you. I
1: bless your journey so um, that is that's that's neat i mean that's courageous to, that, and that's what has to be done you you have to be courageous enough to say if something's toxic i'm, I, I'm gonna have to get another relationship with source, or i'm gonna have to pull on something else because it's not worth it um that's amazing and, and i would say that and i'd ask you this question because your mother is manipulative or was i mean i don't know what she's like now but that is the programming from childhood and also she's betrayed you then that sets up the print uh the program and the blueprint that you would then start attract people that betray you or manipulate you because that is i mean until you work through it i don't know is is that been something that you've seen Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I was attracting, I was
0: recreating my childhood um, dynamics in right. every possible way. Yeah. I also grew up with a mother, with a stepmother, because I moved uh, when I was 10 right. years old. And, um, and she was yeah. very um, manipulative and mean. And I have attracted yeah. all those people into my life until yeah. I started embarking on healing, until I let go of these mm. people and, and really took responsibility for my life. Um, mm. how I want it to look like, and uh, really mm. holding on to that um, vision. And, you know, yeah, it's been a journey of, of years.
1: Wow, you're extraordinary, because uh, I've seen people that can have those types of role models, um, and then become like that. Or have parts of them like that that they don't see. So you've really um, not saying that I'm, I'm just your energy is just, you know, really a warrior, a courageous, but very pure. Um, so you've really transmuted the damage. And uh, that's quite extraordinary. And it, yeah, it takes guts. It takes, takes guts and putting out the book, too, putting out your story. Yeah, well whatever you
0: see is a reflection of yourself because you are just the same. So uh, as the the workers and the teachers of the world, uh, it's important to share this message that Mm. we all have our own story. Um, It is not a competition who had it worse or what what event was worse than others because we all have our baggage that we carry and it's a heavy baggage. Right? It's yeah, like isn't it, weigh it, it weigh totally. down?
1: <laughs> you and see, you you're probably you'd be healing your ancestors' uh damage. I mean, that's also part of why you've incarnated is to the heal the your ancestors' pain. So um, and that's why you know that you're courageous and you're a warrior. You'll because you're the one that could only do it, because most people it's tough. Anyone that wants to go on this journey, mm-hmm. you know, I have to just you know, it's dark night of the soul stuff.
0: You're absolutely right. I went in there um, consciously to heal my lineage. I'm coming mm. from the Holocaust uh, lineage. So oh. these terror stories in my second uh, oh. bloodline. I mean, my grandparents have experienced the Holocaust. So um, there, there was a lot, of, um, mm. a lot of terror and I have used plant medicines, thank goodness for them to...
1: I did that too. Yeah, yeah. And um, and how it, was that for you? Did you, what, how was it? Was it a difficult journey, the plant medicine? What was it like? Um, so it's all from all. I had um,
0: journeys where I really died, right? Spiritual death in the journey. I had right. completely dissolve completely lay out my ego, completely die to to reborn. And it's scary. It's going into the underground. Uh, It's not pleasant. Uh, But it's Mm. so empowering that I would not see myself being who I am today haven't I not done Mm. that. And then I had journeys mm. that it was pure bliss and mm. I had a journey that I would share because we brought it up and I really mm. um, encourage plant medicine done in the right setup with the right uh, shamans. It's not something to take lightly. It's not- You have journey. to be called. You have to be called and you have to be guided with the, the right energy. So that's really, really important. Uh, but I had a journey that I walked into an ayahuasca uh, journey and um, my grandmother was begging me to come visit her in Israel with my children. She hasn't seen my youngest one and she hasn't seen all of them together for many years. And I was um, not coming to visit her because of many reasons, partially because of my mother being around and the dynamics and all of that. Anyway, I was eventually decided, okay, I'm buying the ticket and I wanna make her wish come true. I knew that she's not feeling very great. Uh, So I had the tickets and here in three months, I'm going to visit her. And I happened to speak to my mother just before I walked into the the journey, which I haven't spoken to her for a long, long time, some months. And um, she said to me that my my grandmother is really not doing well. And I, I didn't realize that she deteriorated that much. And um, I walked into the journey and I was um, under the influence of the ayahuasca. I went outside under the big tree and her face came to me from the moon. She literally came and stood in front of me. And that was a moment that I told her, she told me that she's proud of me, which was incredible. And I told her, that she doesn't have to wait for me if she needs to go. I've got goosebumps where I'm saying Mm. that because Mm. we had a moment of separation and I have learned that that was when she passed over.
1: Wow, amazing.
0: So so that was our moment of uh, saying goodbyes and she visited me on her way out and um, I will forever Mm. cherish that moment.
1: How beautiful! Yes, um, I mean, I've, there's not much I haven't done, and I've always done something where I've been called. Um, I've done lots of healing modalities, and then I've, I've done the forensic, uh, created the forensic healing system, and it just keeps taking me deeper. And um, for when I did the ayahuasca, I'd I'd gone through dark night of the soul many times before, so my ayahuascas, which are about three ceremonies, were basically seeing the matrix. And having and and it's it doesn't sound bad, but it was bad and uh, very bad in fact, and uh, it was a night from hell, and and was black being. I, the first time I saw the, saw everything fake, everything was fake. It's like being in you know, an amusement park and you get pulled on a ride and you just keep kind of going round and round and round and like in a Rotorua thing. Uh, that was the first time. The second time was really bad. It was at a different location. But the thing was the first time I did it, I had a shaman, a beautiful shaman sing over me and their vision stopped and I'm like, oh, that's relief. The next time I was in the uh, this ceremony, I'm on the matrix and I could see the coding and they sound telling me, they say, you can't get off this matrix because we've coded you in every way. Like they code your family, they code, but everything's kind of, we're all, we're in a system. And they said, you know, you can't get off. And, and I was just seeing the codes and then the music would play and I get pulled back on. And I'm like, and I thought, okay, I'm not going to ask these people that are here because they were like toxic. The people that were running it were toxic. And it, And I had to deal with them because I I couldn't be near anybody. I I feel everyone's stuff. I had to be away. And uh, anyway, so basically, it got to this. I saw that I looked out to the sky. I saw the uh, lines, the matrix lines out in the sky. And then I just said, you know what? All I've got to get off this is my power and my, and I'll just, and I said affirmations and I just go, I have to use all my power to get off this matrix because there's nothing else I have no one's going to help me and I and I was using my consciousness to get off and it was this whole night of this and that's really what the message is today there are people to help us we need to unite we need to have that unity um, consciousness but in essence it's this consciousness that get us uncomfortable i got to go above this and that's really tough if you've got negativity or you've got people that have hurt you you've got this anger and that's why i like to help people and i say yeah we've got to move you on but we'll, we'll stop and we'll talk we'll, we'll say i'm sorry we'll bring back fragments that you've lost and a lot of times we have uh, crucifixion implants on our on our meridians and they're like being like a martyr, you know like Jesus is the false he's a it's a false archetype of you know martyrdom. And that vision puts is a is a role model for martyrdom and for having a life of suffering, hardship and you know an unhappy ending. And we've got to get out all this coding that we're here to suffer. That's the other thing where we've got to start undoing the suffering implants and religion does that, baptism does that. So not only not only do we have our childhood, we've got to undo the black magic and uh, spells, and be mindful of what we say. And I that's why you know I have a group. It's not very big. I moved groups. I had a big one of nine thousand people in one group, and I thought, you know what, I'm getting out of this. I'm going to go create because I didn't feel comfortable. And it's now a small group of you know four five hundred people, but I don't let anyone in that's got negativity on their page. They're not coming. I just don't, I go, if I, if you're negative and you're saying that and I bring you into the group, you know, we've got, I won't do that. I'm very mindful of what we're choosing. And that's the other thing that we need to be aware of. What am I choosing? What am I eating? What am I, um, who am I hanging out with? Where are my thoughts? And everything is an energy. Like for me, and I don't want to offend anybody but I'm you know vegetarian vegan because I don't want to eat something that I've caused harm on another animal I don't want to cause any harm and for my own selfishness and I so I, I won't do that this everything that I do is like or if I buy makeup is my makeup cruelty free I don't want to have it tested on an animal because i'm i need i'm There's no ignorance is no longer a choice anymore because that still has karma even if we're not aware of what we're doing it still holds a karma it's like someone saying well i went to war and i killed people yeah you were forced to and all that but still you did the act we all we all have this level of uh, you know whatever we're doing unknown or known uh is got some sort of energetic effect and i don't want to have anyone that's i don't like around me because then i have to shut down my feelings Because i don't want to be mean to them i don't want to have to shut down my feelings it's, you know it's all this i'm always looking at the energy and when I'm, you choose the good energy you attract the good We're, you know it's a bit like when you're on a diet let's say you say i'll eat a donut every week and then after you know two donuts and then after a while you put on all that weight you're not noticing it that much but it adds up the same with when you choose energy you go, I'm going to be mindful of the energy. It's only a little bit. It's like something I'll eat. I'll eat well and I'll have a good friend and I'll have a positive conversation. I'll join a positive group. I won't engage anymore in negativity. But all these little bits of energy start accumulating. And then they start coming back to you. And you go, oh, my life is nicer. I feel more peace. And that's that That awareness. And, you know, that's my next book is the laws and effects of everything energy and having a energy business is really and then healing as well and then being forensic healing which means i've got to go and find out why this is happening for you what what's going on here because there's an array of all sorts of reasons but what it really comes down to is even if you do have a curse in you or whatever we've still got to release like toxicity is it we've we've got heavy metals and toxins in our body that's a low vibration so it's going to attach to that that's what they that's what they like to throw the chemtrails and poison us with fluoride because it it brings down our energy so then all these entities and negative stuff can go into our bodies so everything we just got to do this journey of keep getting lighter and cleaner and thoughts and and feelings and be very responsible because i'll say to someone because when you do energy healing, you know, especially when you do it via Zoom, you know, we're here and, you know, someone's got pain on the other side of the, we might be in another state. And, they, and their pain goes, all we are is speaking words and doing our healing. I go, well, we can do that with just energy. What about negative stuff? You know, if I've got a bad thought, that's can just as much as, you know, good energy can heal, negative energy can harm. And people compromise too much on that. And I won't compromise because I pay for it and uh, so deliberate in in that choice of energy. But if it's coming to me, I didn't choose. Well, there's something I don't get a good flow there. I still take responsibility. And then so if I take responsibility and I change something. You know, I look back, where is this pattern? Is this this pattern of relationships? I'm used to someone that's kind of toxic or a bit negative. I always looking and analyzing, do you want me to go this way or whatever? Then if I do a change, I'm going to be different in a week's time, in a month's time, in a year's time, because I keep saying I've created that and I need to change. And um, then I have all the power. We we have all the power, right? And it's, yeah, so it's it's a takes a lot to get there the reason why i get there is because i know this is the law you know like you would know you know it's the law of of why why would i want to be mad at anyone why do i want to write anything bad or why would i do it put it because then i know that it will just come back to me it's it's showing me who i am if i'm if i'm writing all that stuff i've got to be more than that because otherwise i'll get crap in my life I just got to be more. So if I want more in my life and the pain, if I had everything, I'd be a bit complacent. Wouldn't I? If I, if everything was so smooth, I'd be complacent. And I wouldn't be changing because I'd be like, I don't feel compelled. I'm just, I'm just mosey on. Our discomfort makes us, makes us uh, change all the time and grow. And so I go, I'll just change voluntarily universe. Don't have to give me less. And I'll just go, I'll choose now, you know, I'll get up, I'm getting up in the early in the morning, I'm going to, create this day and make the most of everything so you don't have to make it difficult i just i'm already changing i'm already ahead of it that's kind of how i look at it because i think when you suffered enough and i don't know how you've gone through what you know you've got you've gone through uh Nunes say see because um with the genetics of the holocaust plus the abuse it, that's just beyond words so well you know like you inspire me having in having overcome that and doing what you do because most people don't get that far and you'll probably find it you'll probably find in your journey someone that has gone through something like that it's they don't often make it or I mean, though, they they get to you know it's it's when someone falls off the horse and then they go that's i give up and that's wrong you can fall off the horse but you just get, you go, I just know I have to keep going. And uh, I really admire, I just, you, when you told me that, I just think, cause that's like, that's, that's your whole blueprint. You've had to change your whole blueprint. So what do you think has been the way you've changed the blueprint has made the most impact? Uh, definitely my uh, willingness to do
0: the healing work. I have done many modalities. I have really went off the cliff, uh, so to speak, in my uh, dedicated healing, which I have been doing for three decades now. Um, yeah. Don't need much of it these days, I must say, um, yeah. because I just don't need it. Um, I'm just you know, my practice, my morning routine, my daily meditation, my cold immersions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Mm. and and I do find that if I don't keep that then I'm slowly Mm -hmm. spiraling down so it's it is a maintenance daily maintenance but um, yeah willingly going into that um, Mm. healing journey and also I think that uh, being a mother uh, that was my life mission and um, I was willingly accepting What my kids have been pointing out to me that I had to grow and change, which a lot of uh, parents get very defensive and reactive to that because Mm -hmm. kids have the ability to see all our blind spots and they Mm -hmm. have the almost obligation to point them out. And mm-hmm. it's when we are willing to take it in and sit with that mm-hmm. very uncomfortable fire, oh gosh, it's very uncomfortable to hear the truth, the most like potent hurting in your face kind of truth. Um, so I was willing to sit in it um, and really take it to heart and mm-hmm. see, okay, they've got a point. How do I... Mm -hmm. transform that how do i change so i become more of myself so i'm becoming a better human being a better mother um you know and so so they were my biggest teachers besides the healing definitely my Mm.
1: my gurus you're right you have to because when you've been abused and had so much suffering you want to protect as much self-worth as you can and and be right about anything that you can be so in and by really looking at your flaws like you, you did takes a lot because that's what most abused people they want to maintain whatever they can to not, you know, not change or not look at their pain or not look at their, um, their flaws. So yeah, that's, that's, I think that's the next part. The biggest part of everything is, is actually getting real and, I, and yeah, I, I push people when I do the workshops, I really push them and, I decided not to push as much. And I just, and I kept changing. I found that I always found I get a different group of people in the workshops. I get, they just get better because I I look at the workshop and I go, did I like that part or didn't I? But I will notice if I tell someone, I go, well, your parents, they go, why is this not working? And then they'll be hanging around with their parents who are very negative and toxic. And they may not like me saying that. But then they'll go, Oh, that doesn't, that, oh, that felt uncomfortable. Um, but, and they're the people that go, I'll look at that instead of fighting it, are the ones that always go, That that's, I think that's the, that's the probably so important what you just said. It's like, will I, am I willing to see myself in all my flaws and change and take it on board? Uh, and I think that is definitely. Where we draw the line when someone goes further and someone doesn't, and that's in that's with anything, though, isn't it? When you when you when you think you know it all and when you want to hang on to your status quo, then you'll be the same. You know, your energy stays the same if you do what you've always done and you do it your way. You'll always get what you've got. So uh, why not go? Okay, and then you, I always say, well, but let's just look at it. Let's look at the law of attraction. Okay, so you've got people around you that are toxic and negative. Well, that energy is going in you and you've got a child. Well, that's going to go in them. So don't you think, let's look at that. We wonder why you're not getting the results you want. So it's not that I'm right. I just go, let's look at law of attraction. And that's what I like to do. I go, Don't. I'm not running on belief systems or anything. I'm just going to show you the laws of the energy. So that you go away and you look at laws of energy in your life, you start questioning, you know, what am I What am I choosing? Is it the good energy? And you know, all yeah. So anyway, um, that's, yeah, I'm glad you brought that one up.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for such a enlightening conversation. I have to wrap it up because we are a bit over time, but it was yes, very well worth it. So I just want to end up by um, asking you if people want to connect with you, work with you, hop onto your workshop. What's the best way?
1: Well, I'm actually uh, teaching my last workshop, so I'm actually in live training. So, uh, but they can come to forensichealing.com. I have uh, some free freebies there, and that's how they can connect and just you know uh, got some you know free uh, startup energy courses. So. You know they're welcome to do that. Yeah, but it's been great. You're, uh, I've loved, I've loved this conversation with you, uh, Nuna Sai. So thank you so much.
0: Yeah, thank it's you. a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the work you're doing for the world. Um, yeah, you shine, sister. That's needed, and I really
1: honor you for that. Bless you, and I wish you a million blessings over. And to anyone that's watching this, a million blessings your way. Thank you and I do know that
0: you also have a free gift for our VIP members, so if you just want to quickly say what it is and. um.
1: yeah so the free gift is the first module of get the universe working for you, so it gets everybody thinking about the laws of the universe. So that's the first module. So they can start unpacking and looking at all the parallels of where all the, why they're creating what they're creating. So yeah, it's great. It's I'll, I'll, it's a life. You know, it's, it's what we've got to understand is these laws that we're living in. We, well, there's laws at play. There's law. You know, there's energy laws, and we've got to learn them. We're never taught them. It's like saying, well, I don't know. You know, the court laws. We well, then you've got no power. Well, let's look at the energy laws and look at. Um, why am I creating what I'm creating? And so that's really, I think it's a life skill and getting people to understand, you know, be mindful of focusing and all of those kind of things. Let's use the laws to get what we want and to heal. So, yep, that's that you've got that one available. Get the universe working for you. Yeah.
0: Great. That
1: is really what okay. we've been talking
0: about this whole conversation. So, uh, go get it. Uh, another reason to get a VIP ticket for you guys and um, yeah. wrapping this beautiful conversation and then um, until the next time we meet uh ciao for now uh, lots of love beautiful the way
1: gorgeous thank you
0: thank you